JT Smith of the Front Office News checking in for our third podcast. I want to say thank you for everybody who've been listening to our first two podcasts. Well, just my first two podcasts. I've been on here solo, but at the end of the day, I appreciate anybody who's clicked it, at least gave it a couple seconds uh, of airtime. So I appreciate it. But we got a lot to talk about in our short time today. So we just keep into this program, keep into this formula. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. But the Bearcats, they went to number 16 SMU in Dallas, Texas, and dog walked those boys. Dog walked them 42 to 13. If you've been checking out the site, checking out um, Twitter, you know that I've already written a recap, giving game balls out, but just talked about the total dominance of this team. And just think about it. You know they didn't play against Tosa right and that was supposed to be their first role game and then you go and play a top 25 team in your first role game um, with a lot of questions and your defense just purely dominates the offense did very well also but the defense held smu a high powered offense to 500 no to 290 yards they came into the game averaging 563 yards 62.63.2 yards and they held him to 290. Their supposed to be Heisman Trophy quarterback um, came into the game averaging 342 yards a game. He only had 216 against the Bearcats. Um, and just I want to give major major props to Desmond Ritter, who uh, the quarterback. The reason why everybody's a little bit tougher on Ritter this year is because everybody knows how good this defense is and how good this offensive line is and how good the skill players are. So, like, Ritter has a lot more pressure on him this year because of how quality this team is this year. And he'd probably be the first one to say, like, he knows he hasn't played up to expectations yet. But against SMU's first row game, with his back against the wall, people kind of calling for his head a little bit, dude went for 305 yards total, four touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, he had a 91-yard touchdown to ice the game, do win sprint. I mean, he threw up during the game, came back, and had the win, a couple win sprints, I think, after the throw-up. I know at least one, and that was the icer. But the dude balled out, man. Went with 13-21 for 126, eight carries for 179. You can't, you, I mean, what, what, what more do you need from a quarterback? So, I mean, he got super accolades for his game, gameplay. I mean, he was the AAC Offensive Player of the Week. He got a Walter Camp FBS Offensive Player of the Week. And he got a couple other accolades, too. Sorry that I don't have it on top of my head right now. But he got, like, four accolades just for how well he played against SMU. And he deserved all of it. I mean, with the back against the wall, teams, I mean, players, people, not players, people kind of calling for his head. And dude came out and balled, won the game, man. So you, you got to give props to that young man. And that's when to give, like, um, shout-out to um, Jake Renfro, the center, and Donald O'Quinn, who played left guard, because... Just think about it. They had Bearcats had a few players that didn't get to um, travel. Um, Jeremy Cooper, who normally starts. Um, Javon Hicks, he didn't he didn't travel. Jakari Robinson traveled, but I don't think he was at full strength. And a few others um, because of you know probably COVID. You know, I'm I'm guessing, but I mean they didn't release that. But for them to be thrown in thrown into the fire in a top 25 game, no starts. Um, and it, I mean they're not a part of the regular. You know the rotation the regular five but not saying they're not part of rotation because those guys balled out didn't allow a sack so that's that's 
you know, that's huge, man. When you got depth at your line position, and with this season being so crazy, anything can happen. It is huge for the Bearcats, man. And it's just what Fickle and the crew has done. They recruit very well, and it shows up, man, because just even in this game, Sauce Garner was hurt, was nicked up, and then he couldn't finish the game. I mean, I think he's fine, but he just was hurt, and then you move Bush out to the outside. Then you put in um, you put in Taj Ward, right? So then you're still, still stout, still sound at the DB position. Um, Ward goes out for a little bit. Then you got Justin Harris that comes in. So it's like... They got so many pieces right now. It's crazy. Like, um, Jerome White goes out, and you got Von Flossen and Ingle. Like, they come in, and it's fine. You know what I mean? You might have a slight drop-off, but you can barely tell because this team is so deep and so talented. And that's where the Bearcats, um, probably like not a lot of other teams, especially G5 teams, they have a lot of P5 talent. And it shows, man. They dominated dominated SMU. SMU came into the game averaging 42.6 points and they only had 13 points. 13 against the Bearcats in their home stadium with fans and it wasn't 100% but they had they had fans there and they only scored 13 points and the Bearcats had their highest total of the season. Well, I mean, well, second highest total of the season. I'm sorry. Um, they scored more against Austin P. But Against a prime opponent, the Bearcats come in and score the most points they had since Austin P. And they made it, they look good doing it. I mean, at the half, um, bad, bad clock management helped the Bearcats out a lot, where the momentum looked like it was pushing towards SMU. Um, the referees sucked. I'm going to say that. I don't care if somebody gets mad at me at saying that, but that's true. Like, the AAC refs, I mean, they, I feel like they got a bag from from SMU, they call pass interference on Sauce. They missed the freaking targeting call against um, Jared Dokes that led to a fumble. I mean, dude fumbled because he got hit in the head, helmet to helmet. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't because he just put it on the ground. He got hit head to head. They didn't even review the targeting. All they did was review the time, and it was crazy. You know, so it was like plays like that, a few other plays. I think it was a late hit they called on MyJ Sanders. Might have been a third down play. Don't don't hold me to that, but I'm just going by just memory. But they just called a lot of iffy plays. It was a few pass interference calls that they called. I was like, come on, man. Those dudes played the ball, even with their head around. But it, it was very interesting, to say the least, because they definitely had some home cooking. And they still got smoked. Just think about that. At half, they were down 14-10. That's SMU, that is. And then they uh, the Bearcats come out. I think they both went, they stopped SMU and got them three and out. UC had the ball first and they went three and out. And after that, man, they just didn't, they didn't look back. That big fourth, um, they went to four on fourth down when Big James just dogs the defensive end. Maybe it's at a corner, I don't know. But he just pancakes that young man and stands on and reflects. And then you see Dope just running it hard. Just like how you, it's Bearcats football in a nutshell. Like you see that, you just automatically get excited. So, um, those dudes balled out, man. Also wanted to give Jarrell White props. Um, the defense played great as a whole, but Jarrell White, he um, got AAC weekly honor roll for a 13 tackle, two tackles for loss, one sack performance. Dude was a missile all all game. Um, was hurt for a little bit, came back in, still balling. I just want to give him his props. I want to give MyJ Sanders his props. 
because dude had the best three tackle game I've ever, I've ever seen personally. I mean, he, if he didn't make the he didn't make a lot of tackles, but he caused so much havoc by just being able to get around that edge, making him step up, and then everybody else was cleaning up. When you got a good team like that, and you got a special special player at that end spot. It just puts that's what puts the Bearcats at a different level than a lot of other teams, man. Um, Derek Forrest, I feel like this was the first game he flashed, and and he didn't he hadn't had to. That's why I'm gonna give him his props because man, he made some hits on Saturday just to make you just you know if you had the game and you not being a part of the media, you excited to see those hits. We not we not gonna lie about that. So um, I'm just happy about how good these guys played because they could have been. Not even it wasn't a trap game, but it was a real dangerous game for the Bearcats. So um, that's it, man. That's all about. I'm gonna talk about the SMU game for now, and I'm done with the first segment. <laughs> JT Smith back at the front office news. This segment is gonna be quick and short and sweet. This one is about the Memphis media. So today, we got some nice bulletin board material. Didn't write anything about it um, just because I've been busy. But since I have a little bit of time to talk about it, I will do so. So Mark Ginati, I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying Ginato. I don't know. I'm butchering the guy's name, but it doesn't matter. Um, the guy works for um, nine, 92.5. 92.9 ESPN in Memphis um, has a lot of followers, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But um, he posted a report that said, like, the Bearcats were Bush League because they wouldn't let uh, Memphis come to a walkthrough at Nipper Stadium on Friday um, afternoon, blah, blah, blah. So they have to do a walkthrough um, at the team hotel, um, blah, 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 saying it was real Bush League in didn't have any facts, man. Everybody knows that UC shares with FC Cincinnati next year. That'll be different, I believe, because the stadium is done. I haven't really been following that, but you know what it is. Everybody that follows um, FC Cincinnati and UC knows that they share. So the last five years, nobody has done a walkthrough on Friday. Bearcats can't even do a walkthrough on Friday because they have to paint the field. So we know how big a cap that was, as my as my, my my kids would say. Um, that's big cap. You know what I mean? So uh, the dude... Made a big deal about it. A lot of media on our side. Even Dan Hork chimed in on it. But my guy, Chad Brindle, chimed in on it. I even chimed in on it. Like we know that's BS. So um, you see offered to let them, um, as Justin Williams reported, so before I even take credit for that, Justin Williams reported that um, you see offered to let them use um, Shakely, um, which is the Bearcats, you know, practice field, which is a bubble um, they put up, you know, it's outside it can be a bubble, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, this guy, Mark, he says that they have like this lavish indoor facility that they don't use, yada, yada, yada. But he just was just shooting from the hip without knowing, having any knowledge, man. He really went skip Bayless on us <laughs> to me. Being a guy that's covered the, covered the Bearcats for a long time, you know what it is. Uh, so, you know, I've been around, you know, I've, know a lot of people in the media of course and dude's just talking crazy man so i mean he got his 15 minutes of fame i guess with us because of how crazy he's talking but dude he's giving the bearcats a little bit more material to come and punch memphis in the mouth that's how i feel 
But uh, we'll see how this goes. I wonder if he's going to be at the game. I would like to meet him. <laughs> all right. But uh, that's that's all I'm going to talk about. The, this guy is Mark Giano, Ginotto, whatever his name is. You know what I mean? So I'm signing out for this one. All right. Peace. Let me squeeze. Let me squeeze. XD. XD. Let me squeeze. <laughs>